it's been a month since the uh, school town hall that uh, did its best to reassure students. Um, and in a way, it almost seems to be working. Um, everything seems to be going back to normal. There have been no more murders or disappearances um, since um, since uh, Ted Duncan Donahue was arrested. Um, and people are cautiously starting to resume their normal routines. It's, uh, we're gearing up for Thanksgiving break. People are um, soon to go home for the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, and yeah, life is tentatively returning to as normal as it gets at Monaghan University. Um, except for four students, a handful of professors, and one overworked administrator who are still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, so, uh, let's go one by one and each of you, uh, give me just an overview of what you think your character has been doing over the past month. And, uh, we'll see if, um, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I'm thinking like maybe one mystery related thing and one skill, skill related thing for each of you. Uh, let's start with Marcy. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was just trying to formulate something. I feel like, uh, Marcy, after the whole thing with her, um, coach and that going so well, where she was just like feeling like she's had some significant growth in the, in the time that she's been with the team. I, I feel like she wouldn't go to judo in this time in this confusing time, it would probably just like try to really focus more on her major and really just dive into art. I feel like it's, um, we established that she did have a history of rock climbing and I was wondering if she could like maybe spend some time trying to like find some spots and like try to find some space to like clear her head and like really just like ponder over the mystery a bit more while also just like painting some landscapes and such. Yeah. Um, you get in with some, with some art bros, uh, some more um like you the art jocks you kind of become a little um a little click of your own uh maybe it's difficult for you marcy just because of your history and your i don't know the way you are to kind of fully mesh with the with the art jocks but um you get along well enough and uh yeah and you find some cool spots to rock climb um you even get a little free climbing in so you're feeling um, you know, both worked out and creatively fulfilled, um, coming into late fall. Uh, what are you doing mystery related over the past month? Uh, see, I, I, I guess so like, I assume, cause I'm trying to think of like, what are the connections we have besides just like talking directly to Brecken, um, which is like not a good option. Yet it is, but like I guess I was just like maybe 
Because like I've hung out with Chris Bones a couple of times at this point, and I feel like he might be among the art jocks or maybe not. But either way, he's been in what what year is he? I forget. Uh, Chris Bones, I think we've said he's a sophomore. Because they're because they are a sophomore. Because I think they were uh, just initiated last year. So okay, cool. So I guess like like mystery related things. I guess I would just like to pick his his because he was he's been in here a year longer than I have, and then just like try to pick his brain. I'd just like to see if he's noticed anything odd in the club in his time there. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, we'll say you're, you're climbing up and, uh, and Chris is, uh, Chris is belaying you. And so you're having kind of a shouty conversation, but, uh, Chris may like, oh yeah. Uh, now that you mention it, you know, we, I mean, we had, we had those three kids go missing last year and, uh, everyone, um, I don't know. It was like some people were freaked out, but most of them were just kind of normal about it all or i guess not normal given the situation but normal for a normal time but you know what i mean wait a minute are you saying three kids went missing and you didn't feel the need to mention that um well i mean it was like it was car accidents and uh just you know it all happened off campus far away it felt like you know every school things like that happen right no not that i know of in my experience of hearing about colleges, I don't hear of many disappearances. I mean, like, normally they cover that stuff up, but, like, you know, yeah, that does seem weird. So, like, it was, like, car accidents and stuff that seemed, like, well, not like what's going on. Yeah, totally. Nothing like, nothing like this year. Um, yeah. And also, you know, no one can really figure out, like, why we have the faculty sponsor we do, because... Um, I don't know if you noticed, he's not in the classics department, which is, has been really weird, you know? He's like, you know, he's, he's world lit, and yeah, we, we, have, we, have a, we have Latin faculty, so it's always been weird that one of them isn't our faculty sponsor, but like, yeah, that's all I can think of. So he's just like really into dead languages? Um, he's really into, uh, into, like, the culture, I guess. I guess you'd call it the culture. Um, yeah, he's into, like, you know, the, the, he's talked about, like, the mystery cults, you know, like the Mithras and the Mithraic, uh, mysteries. Those are his, that's a specialty. He always finds, every year he finds something to, uh, some way to tie that in. Okay. Yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, anyway, uh, belay on. Oh, look, we're at the top. Let's move to Reggie. Reggie, are you Reggie for this? <laughs> um, I think so. So, over the last month, then, uh, what has Cordell been up to? Both well, mystery-wise and not mystery-wise. Cordell's been hanging out uh, kind of in between jobs at the moment. I went to Florida, though. Oh, did I say I Cordell? Say, I meant yeah. Reggie. Cordell. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I said Cordell. I was like, okay, I have to actually remember to be like, Cordell, what has your character Reggie been doing? But then... You're just like, Cordell, what's Cordell been doing? And I'm like, well, thanks for asking. 
So how about Reginald Belfry the third? How's he doing? So Reginald Belfry the third has definitely been a little preoccupied with these magical texts that we've found. He has been searching and scanning and digging through them to find as much as he can on the rituals we've seen, but also on kind of the magic underpinning concepts behind them, trying to see like what are the components here that makes magic happen. And then he's also doing a little bit of research into other kinds of rituals in this area to like, I don't know, guess to see if he could find a pattern that he couldn't see before. He's just trying to learn how this stuff works. Because maybe with a deeper understanding, he can combat it better. Okay. So, yeah, you've been learning a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, So some of it is that uh, as far as the rituals themselves, um, you kind of have the understanding that you're kind of starting to kind of locate what kind of rituals are or might be, you know, attempted to be performed here, you know, like going off of transferring potential from one person to another, like we've said, or the uh, you know, reversal of fortune type of rituals. You're starting to understand how those work. And perhaps more importantly, you're starting to understand that the manner of death of these victims doesn't actually seem to have ritual importance. That whatever is happening right now is is sufficient to fulfill the ritual, you understand, but not necessary. As in the, what's necessary is sacrificing someone to, you know, capture their, capture their, I think, potential. I don't remember who first started calling it that, but that's a good word. Capture their good fortune or their potential, their whatever makes them you know, positioned in the universe to have that kind of success and transfer that, the death is what's necessary, not these elaborate, you know, displays of the body, tableaus. Because we had we had learned, right, that the displays were seemingly Brecken or whoever this person is setting it up as a message to the people they're working for, is our theory, right? Yeah. So you're starting to realize that the magical workings, the function of these rituals might be very different from the historical significance of the way the, de- the murders are being carried out. In other words, there seem to be two different types of things going on with these murders. Um, So there is the actual magical ritual that's happening, but then there is also the way the bodies are set up to resemble these ancient Roman rituals that you're starting to kind of pin down. Okay, and then do I do I learn anything about the the rituals that occur to cause the death? Um, the rituals that occur to cause the death. What do you mean by that? Or like, because. 
there, like you said, there were the two rituals. There's the one that happens when they're killed and their essence is taken. Then there's the uh, like the display that they're put up in. And I was wondering mm-hmm. if I'd learned like, anything about and stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. basically, you are sacrificing the victim in the name of someone else's success. Very notably, you can't do it for yourself. Oh. Um, so a third party is definitely needed. You understand that, that you can't uh, use this type of ritual to take someone's potential for yourself. You have to take someone's potential for a designated individual. Who, and also notably, the designated individual does not have to be, have knowledge of it at the time of death. They do have to be willing in order for that potential to be transferred. Wait, so they have to accept the potential. They do. Have they to have to accept know it what in happened. order for it to be transferred. They don't have to accept it for the killing to work. Wow. Wow, that's wow. So that's what you're finding out. That's um, big findings. Sheesh. Yeah. So Get ready to, sh- to share that when you all convene with your little team. And what non-mystery related have you been doing? Non-mystery related. Reginald has been on a bit of a personal journey. And he's been visiting Travis Jenkins. Now I have to remember my Travis Jenkins voice. God damn it. And what's his what's his position again for those of us who might not remember uh, or who didn't Travis write it down? Jenkins is a history professor who is also Reggie's academic advisor. Sweet, so it makes sense that I'd meet him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just have a lot of advice advers advers adversarial. Ad- yeah, ad- advising. advisory. I'm advisory. <laughs> advising sessions. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so let's say since it has been a month, um, those advisory sessions are going to uh, culminate in a werewolf transformation. Um, what uh, set the scene for me is, is Professor Jenkins there on the onset of the full moon? What's the, what's the plan here? So Professor Jenkins, and if, if, you're, if you'll allow me to paint a picture of how I perceive these two have gone. And mm-hmm. just, okay, cool. I think Reggie has gone to ask about this, like, symbiosis he seems to have with his wolf like professor jenkins is chill with it and is like oh yeah i take care of it i make it happy this greenhouse makes it happy like he he doesn't view it as this monstrous curse he's like he's chill with it and so reggie's just asking question on question about that and i imagine that professor jenkins at some point was like okay Hear me out. This next moon, just try to be kind. Just try to, like, not fight it. To just accept it and see if you end up meeting me at the greenhouse. All right. Yeah. So that last day 
the the day of the full moon um you are leaving uh leaving Travis's office and like all right son you feel ready I mean no but I got to try right Listen, one more piece of advice, and I know you've heard me say this a lot, but Reginald, the wolf is you. Accepting this transformation, it involves accepting a part of yourself that you have thus far not been able or ready to. I think you're ready now. Well. I guess we'll find out. Go get him, son. Thanks, Dad. Nope. No. Bye. Yeah, no, <laughs> bye. See you later at uh, the greenhouse. Yeah. So yeah, make, uh, when you get situated, get to, are you going with dorm room or tree this time? I'm going with tree, and I'm not inviting any of the friends. Okay. But Sounds we're there good. anyways. Hey, Reggie, how's it going? In the tree. <laughs> <laughs> are you still tying yourself up or are you just? Nope, I am. I have brought my backpack and okay. I strip down and fold all my clothes and put them in the backpack and pull out and open and dump out a little bag of milk bones. Oh, that's very cute. And, very... I'm, and then I just sit down by the pile of milk bones naked in the woods and wait. <laughs> Okie doke. So uh, you're going to make your normal um, you're going to make your normal uh, power roll. But this time, obviously, if you fail, you wolf out. If you succeed, you're going to get to choose. A snap. Okay, here goes power. I fail. Nice. So, you feel the transformation coming on. How are you going into that? So, I, I'm going to describe this in terms of throwing up. Mm -hmm. I'm just sorry for the little bit of grossness here, but also this is a lot of body horror, so get over it yourself. But... <laughs> it's like that feeling when you know you need to throw up like you've been fighting it you felt sick to your stomach and you're fighting and fighting it and then there's that point where it's uncomfortable and it's awful and it's scary but you just let it happen and then as much as it sucks it's so much smoother than it could have been is how I'm trying to go into this is just fine if I have to throw up I'm gonna throw up and then I wolf out yeah I mean you feel the familiar like joints popping the your flesh stretching around these you know larger muscles and when you you feel the moment when it's you're no longer transforming and you're fully wolf but this time you don't the there's a part of reggie that doesn't go away when the wolf appears. Um, you, and this might be the first time that this has happened, you are now in your wolf form, but you remember transforming. 
uh, and you remember before you transformed. And the second thing you notice is those sweet, sweet milk bones, baby. Ooh, man, I'm going to chow down. Do I? Wait, am I in control enough to choose to chow down? Yeah, choose to chow down. I'm chowing down on the milk bones. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, your instincts are telling you to go hunting. Do you want to go hunting? Yes. Yeah, you, you sniff the air. Uh, you smell the students far off in their dorms asleep. Uh, you smell where hikers have been walking through the woods hours ago, the trail that's gone cold. Uh, and you smell what you think might be a tasty rabbit off, uh, off to your right in the distance. Rabbit, please. You're going for that rabbit. All right. And yeah, you have a nice a night of hunting. You just, uh, you know what? Let's have you, mo- you roll a, uh, uh, what is it? Natural world? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. Make, an, make a natural world roll, good buddy. Okay, good buddy. I rolled a one. Whoa. Listen, you just go to fucking town. You catch that (laughs) rabbit and you grab it in your hands and you just start chomping. You maul that thing. It is delicious. And then I kill a hundred more rabbits with my perfect roll. Goodness gracious. Yeah, you kill kill several rabbits. Just a whole whole warren of rabbits. You just dig them up and pop them in your mouth. It's a great night. It's a great night for Wolf Reggie. Crunch on them like M&M's. And then mm. you, um, this time when you're about to start to kind of power down, you can sense that. You can tell your wolf strength is starting to wane a little bit. You think you might not have much time before you return to being Reggie. Uh, can I try to find the greenhouse? Yeah, go for it. Um, you know what? Since that, since you, that one, we'll let that one stand. You, you navigate your way. Um, you now can kind of, can kind of feel like you have memories of the last time you transformed. Um, you seem like now that you're in your wolf form, you can start to kind of remember past wolfing outs. Um, Probably a lot in there you probably don't want to dive into, but you do remember uh, the way from your last transformation. So you're able to make your way to the greenhouse. Sweet. And then I imagine at some point after I become human again, I remember that I left my clothes somewhere in the woods. Yep, you sure in did. The backpack, yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you, um, we'll say Travis goes with you. He won't be much help because he's blind, you know, but he's good company. So the two of you set off to retrieve your belongings. Um, let's move to William. How is, how has William's month been? Um, I think hectic might be the best word for it. Um, and not of anything other than his own doing. I think he is um, 
I think he is hyper focused now. Um, not so much on the mystery, but just on Brecken. That is all he's able to think about. Um, he is still going to classes and stuff because I think now he also realizes that um, some people may be scared of him because of prison stuff. Um, and so he is doubling down on being in public and being around people and being likable. And I think that's his out of mystery thing is okay. being the face that he wants to be. Okay. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and, uh, roll to get some standing back. Okay. That's a hard success. Uh, my standing is 57 and my result was a 19. Yay. Okay. Um, so go ahead and um, we'll say roll uh, a D4 to get some. Uh, you know what? The- okay. You get one. Nice. Yeah, I get, yeah. I'll get <laughs> one standing back, which is, you know, is better than nothing. So. A singular person yeah. gives you a high five. A singular person gives you a high five. You're just fucking... Man, Thrill. and your, your, your GPA increases by like, you know, from like 3.2 to like 3.21 or something, you know, <laughs> by like one. Yeah. And a single you take a test, winks at You it. get a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's what you've been doing. Uh, how about mystery wise? What have you been doing? Mystery wise. The things he is focused on is. Why is Brecken one of the only people that's meeting with the board of directors regularly? Um, because we know that from Dean, uh, from our meetings with Dean Antilles um, when he was our legal counsel. And I guess he still is our legal counsel. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, your case didn't go to trial. So uh, right. the charges against you were dropped once uh, once uh, Ted confessed. So. Yeah. Um, And it's not like you're paying him, so... (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, I think what William decides to do is one afternoon um, between the hours of 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Portland time, so, you know, Whatever that is, I think it'd be 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, he's going to call his granddad. Ooh, granddad. Yeah, old grandpappy William. Good old grandpappy William, uh, <laughs> whose name is... Um, his name is Ignatius Calhane. Mm, oh, Ignatius Calhane. Yeah, that's right, because you're a junior. You're not a third. I'm a junior. I'm yeah, not a third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his name right. is Ignatius Cal- Ignatius William Calhane. Ooh, good, good, good. So that way that he Grandpa it's like Iggy. his dad yeah, his dad his dad Grandpa is Grandpa Iggy. Iggy. Yeah, Iggy Aww. he was Iggy to the friends that or to the friends that he had and Ignatius to the people that he didn't want to like him. And he has um, a beloved Azalea patch. Nope. <laughs> no what? Fuck it. Yes. Yeah. Iggy, Iggy, in his old he age, somehow, he tends to his azaleas. He somehow grew azaleas in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, totally Is that not a thing? 
Iggy also only listens to pop. Oh, no. that's also, <laughs> he also painful. To Thank what you. What would be considered pop in the 1930s? Um, I don't want to set, set the world on fire. fire. <laughs> so that's. I hope that's not copy. That's, that's oh, it is. Um, I, I don't think all of us sing it, singing it slightly differently timed is going to be enough <laughs> to get us copywritten. Uh, I want to get copyright strike. Not unless I fix it in works. editing. Hey, fun fact, in, gang. The ink spots are still alive and they listen to our podcast. <laughs> thank you thank you so much thank to the ink spots for listening to our podcast thank we you really for being our you longtime sponsor the ink spots mm-hmm. we appreciate your contribution i have one of your i have <laughs> one of you your guys. records it's incredible from start to finish i love how you always use the same backing track Mwah, superb <laughs> i love how much you love coffee <laughs> anyway uh william is going to call his granddad because he knows that his whole family has history here. Um, and he's just gonna hope his granddad is mentally aware enough to be able to maybe answer some questions. Yes, okay. Yeah, you you dial up, you dial up that grandpappy and uh, and yeah. This is Ignatius speaking. Uh, yes, uh, Granddad. Hey, hi. Hey. Um. Well, if it isn't my beloved grandson. <laughs> yes, yes, Granddad. Um, I was. I just had some questions. Um, about the school and kind of its history. I'm. Uh, I'm doing a project over the history of Monaghan University. Um, and you know, as one of its. Uh, oldest living alumni i feel like you would have a lot to say hmm yes dear old monahan i have many fond memories what would you like to know well just tell me i know that uh, at least in recent years uh, the latin club was such a big deal i i know that dad was part of it i'm i'm part of it now i don't know if dad was able to uh, tell you that um but were were you Part of the Latin Club? Mm, no, my dear boy. Um, your father was one of the, uh, oh, not the inaugural members. It was older than him, but it was, you know, it wasn't, didn't become, he made it, you know what I mean, dear boy. It became popular at his time right. as a student. Right. He made it what it is. Today. He made it what it is, of course, yes. Right. I don't think I knew what the Latin Club was when I was at Monaghan. I was much more of a, uh, much more of an athletic type, dear boy. That's right. I know you were a, a proud crusader. Quite. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, do you happen to know? I, I don't know. This may be too much. Do you know? who any of the board of directors are because I would really love to get in contact with them and ask them some of the history too you know they asked me to be a trustee long ago and I turned down the position but I do know some members of the board I of course am a regular contributor to their discretionary fund I can give you some names and numbers they would love would to, they would love to receive a visit from one of their finest legacy st- 
students, they love you already, dear boy, I'm sure. Haven't even met you and they love you. That would be absolutely wonderful, Granddad. Um, do you know how to... Would you be able to email those to me or text them to me or something? Or do you just need to tell me them? Or I will see if your grandmother remembers the password to our electronic mail. <laughs> right. Or even if not, you could tell them to Dad and Dad will... Definitely get them to me. I can. I will send David. it along through your father. This sounds like a good plan. That sounds perfect. Well, Granddad, the, the only other question I have is, uh, who was the founder of the school? Do you remember his name? I don't have it off the top of my head. Why, it was Jeffrey Monahan, of course, after whom the school was named. Thank you. Other than that, you know, you know, Granddad, I just uh, always love getting to talk to you. How are those azaleas coming right now? I, oh. I know it's kind of hard since, you know, they typically require hotter climates and, you know, the Pacific Northwest doesn't necessarily get hot. Oh, <laughs> oh they goodness. are dormant right now, which is late in the year, dear boy. They bloom much earlier. Uh, but I am tending to them nonetheless. We should see wonderful flowers in the spring. Hope you come to visit us then, dear boy. I certainly would like to, Grandpa. Hmm, is that, will that be all? Oh, yes. yes I, I may call you at some other point. You know, you know, it's always just good to keep in touch. Hmm, that sounds wonderful. All right, I think I see Chauncey coming in with a fresh iced Coca-Cola, so I shall be going. <laughs> oh, tell Chauncey I said hello. I remember when he pushed me in the swing and you would watch from a distance. Fond memories. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. So yeah, you now have the uh you now have the contact information for some of the uh members of the board of trustees perfect yeah so that is what you have accomplished now let's go to little old norman <laughs> um so i think norman is a little more messed up about the um going to jail thing and i think the same reason well i think he's doing the opposite of william and i think for probably the first week of the month probably the maybe the first week and a half he was going to class but after that slowly stopped and has been really focusing on just all of the magical te texts kind of like reggie um i think he's just locked in his room and just trying to, he's like in a depressive stump of just, I'm going to just research and try and, and get this figured out, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, so you are finding much the same information as, uh, as Reggie, mm -hmm. but you have turned your attention also to the uh 
the other seemingly ritual elements of the club. Um, so one thing you start researching is the, um, you know, you have that lead, that connection to the Mithraic mysteries, and um, you start reading about Mithraism, and you realize that a lot of things are similar in the initiation ceremony. So there's the complicated handshake you did. There's um, the fact that all their rituals involve some kind of food and drink. Um, and there's the kind of oath that you swore that seemed to be kind of made up on the spot. Um, and so it seems to contain all the elements of a... Uh, a first kind of initiation ritual into a Mithraic cult. Mm, okay. And um, then. Yeah. For not mystery. Yeah. Non-mystery related. <laughs> My honest first thought for since he's just a depressed, depressed little baby, I think mm -hmm. he would just be playing a lot of smash brothers. Okay. Like in between study, studying the magic. Norman is going like, to get wicked good break. at Smash because so much of his activities are Smash related. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's hates. Wait, what's Smash what's Norman's hates. what's Norman's main? That's hmm. Oh yeah, I want to know this. I was thinking about this. This is important. This is actually vitally important. Main? I feel and like why he's is it a Pikachu? <laughs> yeah, why is it Pikachu? I why is it Pikachu? I think he started out. I think he, I think he started out as a Rob main, Smart. and has now shifted to Mewtwo. Mm. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I don't know why. I just saw him as a Ness main. I think that you a fair. Ness main. Ne Ness is a little boy with magic, and that's kind of what Norman has dreamed being. So it does make sense. But I think. I don't know. Something about alien Mewtwo and Norman Lycan cryptids. It, it it fits for me, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, so you just play a ton of Smash. You, yeah, probably neglect your studies a little bit. Um, but... Yeah, you you get really good at that sweet, sweet video game. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we'll say probably you, um, you know, kind of learn who the who the Smash players on campus are. And uh, you stumble across a, a local uh, like off campus, non Monahan affiliated uh, cryptid hunting society yo, that you might yo, want to hit up yo sometime. okay yeah norman is definitely like i haven't taken a shower in like a week so maybe not right now but i definitely <laughs> need to check that shit out <laughs> yeah so that's like for future reference you can kind of add that to like yeah let me actually add that to your character sheet somewhere like significant people or something it's just got cryptic their hunters. name um, just the cryptid hunters? Yeah, they're the cryptid hunters. Hell yeah. 
They're the Crips, but spelled with a Y. No! No! <laughs> They're very, very canceled. They've been threatened so many times. They have. They're, they're yeah. They used to be the Crips with a Y. Um, and then they had to change to the, uh, let me see. Yeah, they changed it to uh, the Marsh People. That's one of the Ooh. most um, one of the most popular uh, Cape Cod cryptids are the Marsh People of Barnstable. So that's what they started calling themselves because yeah, they got threatened by uh, local gang affiliates. By your okay, local like gang affiliates. Oh by your local <laughs> brought gang to you affiliates. by your local gang affiliates. This murder brought to you by your local gang affiliates. Ha! I'm Ast. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. That is how your month has gone. Uh, now I'm curious, do you all feel like you're probably, since most of you live across the country, you all are probably staying on campus for Thanksgiving break? Uh, I, w- I don't know. I mean, Marcy just went to prison and like hasn't seen her dad in a That's while. Fair. And like, yeah. he's like her only family. So I feel like Marcy would probably be going home for thanksgiving I'm trying to find some way she would probably drive the entire way and find some way probably like leave like the friday of and like drive the entire way i'm guessing yeah yeah because this this school gets a full a full week for thanksgiving um so yeah you'll definitely have the time to do that so that means that that thursday your last day of classes before thanksgiving break is going to be Y'all's last chance to convene all together and with your allies uh, to figure out what the plan is uh, when you return from break and what and pull your knowledge together also and figure out, um, you know, try and solve this little mystery. So I want to pitch an idea for where the meeting is okay um and obviously everyone will get saying this but i think does it make sense to have it at the armand's house yeah sure i thought for sure that was a slow build up to just saying the tunnels i was (laughs) i was gonna say the pancake (laughs) cathedral but that also works yeah, I am this close to like the tunnels collapsed. It was a bad idea to store books down there. <laughs> All of it's lost because you were so annoying. And it's and, and, and a note is left there that says, "Yes, this was done by the same person who burned down Waffle House." <laughs> and I will strike again. I will strike again. I will take away. I will take away every place that is near and dear to Norman. Heart, okay. That's all <laughs> oh, I care. Oh, I you're, just you're playing the Norman, Norman card, huh? No, you I think I, I wouldn't think hurt the baby. No, I think, I think, <laughs> I think the Armands make sense. Yeah, because we know the Armands yeah. know. Yeah, and it makes big sense, and it's we more secure. Know, you know, it's a little. Yeah, it's more secure, and we can kind of like, I don't know. If anyone asks us where we're going, I think it's feasible to be like, oh, we're having like a Friendsgiving at our favorite professor's house or something like that. You know, we can say that that's actually, that's what's happening is like, 
yeah, this is going to be an important meeting to figure out how to put a stop to the horrible murders or whatever that are happening in the school. But also, it's a Friendsgiving. Um, And we'll say that uh, under the guise of it being a Friendsgiving, that Norman's mom has helped y'all uh, helped y'all cook a dish to bring. I was going to say, for some reason, my mom is there, but not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean because of is Antilles. right next to yeah. your mom. <laughs> yeah. Your dad is hanging with the Dean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have Thanksgiving together. Yeah. They, and then, yeah. 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 Are you saying like your dad likes to watch? Yeah. No. 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 Yes. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think no, so. no. 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 <laughs> no. 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 Norman's dad Norman and Norman's mom share the said, dean. Oh, it's like a throuple. Oh. Yeah. He's their third. Oh. I was about so they, to make they a alternate. funny joke of like one time Norman was like went into his parents' room and then walked out and was like, "Dad, why did I find a Superman costume in the closet?" Like that kind of joke, but it wasn't that funny. <laughs> Um, we can ignore that I even said. No, it's too late. It's uh, in there now. Yeah, no, I I feel weird now. and no, that's it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> William I just feel messaged, weird. William I just feel messages weird. in the group chat of everyone and says, "So, do we invite Dean and Tilly's?" No. He came with my mom. <laughs> Yeah, I came in your mom. You know what I'm <laughs> oh no! What? What? Do you, what does that mean? Uh, that no, was kidding. I'm just fucking. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but also, have to explain what that means to Norman. But also, Norman's mom isn't like in on stuff. So unless you wanted to let yeah, her, yeah, I'm say I would not. Only probably shouldn't invite her to the friendsgiving either. I'm fine with her teaching us like to make some food, but I don't think I would want to yeah. eat it. <laughs> yeah. I think she makes she helps you make like a sweet potato yeah, casserole or um whatever the northeastern equivalent of that is. There's a cute little montage of her teaching us how to cook. Yeah. Fold it in. And Yeah, you fold it in. You just got to fold, fold it, it in. in. You make the enchiladas. <laughs> fold you just got to fold it in. Mash it, it down. Mash it down like you mash down your feelings. Just Push it down. Okay? <laughs> Two shots of vodka. Blah 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 blah. Anyway. Yeah, we so go to Friendsgiving. You are at Friendsgiving at the Armand's house. Um, we'll assume you've already caught each other up on every all the things that you've learned, so you don't have to like repeat them. So you can focus on kind of putting your knowledge together. Sure. Yeah, I think it's so. We know these sacrifices are related to reversal of fortune, reversal of potential, transfer, whatever. <sighs> okay. And the initiation is like very similar to the, like the Mithras cult for Latin Club. Are we in a cult? I mean, aren't most clubs just a cult light? <laughs> hey, true. Fair enough. Yeah, also, I did learn that um, the, the way the sacrifice works is the person receiving potential doesn't have to know at the time of the death, but they do have to accept the potential knowingly. So anyone who's profited from this has known where it came from. So... Hmm. If we're going off of that, 
then if that means that Ted, at least if Ted is the recipient, as we've been kind of going off the idea of, he at least didn't do the murders. Yeah, which means he probably knows about them, felt so guilty about it, and decided to turn himself in. Or what if he wasn't necessarily involved, but when was told about it, decided that it had to come to an end? Well, no, he had. And didn't accept it. No, he had to have been involved because, like, they like you have to accept it for like the murder to be done in the first place. I I feel like no, 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 no. No, you have to accept the luck and the potential after the murder. You don't have to know at the time of the murder. They can just kill someone and say, "Hey, do you want this luck?" So, like, what do they do? Like, keep it. How do you? I feel like it was I don't know. Like around the same time, what do they do? Like you keep, keep it in it like a thermos in a or something? Small bottle. You, you, uh, I was about to say in the sprite bottle. That's how it gets so spicy. What are you talking about? Sprite you put it in spicy. a jar with a little action figure. No, okay, he- Miranda. Just to clarify with you, straight up to the keeper. Like, is there an incubation period that I heard about, or like a waiting period, or a maximum amount of time, like a best buy date? Uh. I'm going to say that information probably wasn't, probably didn't come up because it's usually just a given that the person will accept it. Um, okay. But yeah, the important thing is that a willing person accepts the offer and that the third party isn't doing it for themselves. Okay, got it. Also, um, so these murders have been happening every couple of years, yes? Normally? Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Right, 92, 96. See, that's... 05, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Three people went missing last year in the normal way that they've been missing up to this point. So why why are these things happening two years in a row? Yeah, it's ramping up. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying it's ramping up. I feel like that's why. I feel like it's another thing to these being different. Because the last ones have been written off as accidents. Because, well, they don't want anyone catching on. These ones are blatant and obvious for some reason. It's not people went missing or, oh, someone got in a car accident or there was, there was an accident of some sorts that happened to someone dying. These ones are deliberate and on display, yeah. which is just another, another like pointing towards that these, these are different. This, so, uh, something else has changed for the formula to be swapped up like this. What if I have a oh. theory? Yeah, I'll I'll say mine later. Go ahead. A game theory? Okay. No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What if if three people went missing last year? What if they were killed? And in the last in the way that it happened in 92, 96, 2005, 2012, three people were killed. The three seniors that were supposed to be accepting it just didn't accept it. Just thought it was bad, thought it was dumb, just didn't do it. Yeah. No, that, no. Then the publicity of the murders this time and the fact that we know that whoever is doing this has evidence because they planted it in our rooms. What if they're... Was, well, what I'm... Go ahead, go ahead. What I'm thinking is, for instance, Ted. Let's just say Morgan got murdered for Ted. That was the one for one there. If Ted didn't accept... The evidence would be planted to make it look like Ted did it. That's what I was about to say. What if, yeah, what if because they didn't accept it, what if because they didn't accept it last year, 
Well, they can't just say like, well, they're responsible for this missing person. However, when they're gruesome, grisly, on-display murders, it will draw more attention, so they basically have to accept it or just be pinned as murderers. Well, mm. I... We had discussed, and it feels, feels like over a month ago, so I understand how we might have forgotten it. We had discussed the possibility that the reason this year is different is because of a rebellion on the part of the killer. Like, yeah. whoever has to do this is rebelling and putting up these gruesome displays, so what if it's not, what if it's not strong-arming the recipients? What if it's a rebellion because it's two years in a row and they're ramping up production, so to speak? I don't. Well, and there's it, that's an option too. I think we have we have both options here. Yeah, there's there's too many unknowns to get quite why. I just I really wish we had a better way of getting to who. Oh wait, I just had a thought and I lost it. Crap, crap, crap. No, that would have really just put things into perspective. No. All right. Well, we'll never solve the mystery we'll now. We'll never solve the mystery now. I'm sorry, guys. Mm. Uh, Basri Armand cuts in at this point. He's like, all right. So what we have so far is we know that there's or believe there's a cult some, of some kind that starts with the Latin Club. Um, what I'm curious about is what happens to those club members after they graduate like are they still are they still part of this does the cult extend past the club is i guess what i'm asking hmm. more than likely yes william looks at the list of names for the board and just kind of off the top of his head tries to see if any of them have like legacy connection to latin club i have i have like my idea again whenever you guys are ready for it were the board members former members former members or if their kids were members like that kind of deal uh no so far the only connection uh the only connection that you see from between the the board members and the latin club is that, um, for one thing, you know, they appear to be involved in some way just because Brecken has meetings with them so often. Right. And then also that, you know, they stand to, like, to gain a lot financially and in terms of the reputation of the, the school that they, that they run, you know? Gotcha. Okay. So... But they don't seem to have direct like connection to like being former club members or having kids that are club members. Gotcha. I had an idea if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. Okay, so what I was thinking was so you made me think of this whenever you said the whole say Morgan was murdered for Ted. Do the other murder victims have someone I mean like I'm sure I'm sure they have someone important to them, but someone as close as like I don't know, a relationship similar to what Ted and Morgan had. Because what if, like, there has to be, like, some sort of, I mean, like, they've, a bond between the two people, essentially. And, like, so maybe it would be easier for them to accept the luck or the, or the potential from this person that they mm. knew, essentially. 
and it'll be easier to pass on. Is do you think there's anything there that like we can find the other people that were mm. heavily affected, I guess, by the deaths of these people? I don't think there's not something there. I mean, I'm if my if my uh significant other were to be violently killed for a cult ritual and then that cult said, "Hey, we killed your significant other." Would you like his potential? I don't know if I'd accept it. That might turn me off the idea. Yeah, I feel like there would be we would see a lot more evidence of people not accepting if that was the case. I feel like it's better if there's anonymity, but also, I mean, these people are seniors by the time this is happening, so they could have been heavily indoctrinated by then, so who knows what their minds are like. See, that's, that's the other thing that I was wondering. Like, when it comes, I mean, like, if it's a taste of power of something like that, I'm sure most people could be tempted, especially if, like, it was this sort of, these people who, like, sure, they may have come from wealth or something, but they didn't have that much talent when it came down to it, and then suddenly they're presented with endless opportunities. I, I'm sure they could, because we don't know when the incubation period is on these things. Um, they could be at least, you know, swayed over time to, like, Yes, we did this, but would you like to have unlimited potential or something like that? I mean, like, we don't know how yeah, this cabal yeah. works exactly, but. Because if, if it could last and wait for 10 years, that's plenty of time to wear them down, to indoctrinate them and get them to take it later. Yeah. I, I also think the thing that we're not talking about is, like, we found Calvin with SPQR written on his chest. That's military. That's Roman military. Old there Roman military. There is definitely military. some kind of increase. Some kind of increase in production. Some kind of ramp up to something big. Well, that's... The Calvin question's interesting because what does he have to do with any of it? Like, yeah. he seems disconnected. He seems random. He but seems Paris, but Paris knew something. She had something on her mind about Calvin. Yeah, we should talk to Paris again. Yeah, we need to talk to the mi Paris. <laughs> yeah, either he's yeah. So either it's uh, Roman symbols, or there's some rogue DJ named Speaker who's going around and, oh. <laughs> and, and crafting people. You know, you know why isn't it both? This whole thing is done okay, by a DJ no, named Speaker. Go. Let's look for local oh. DJs in the area. So then, is it, are we decided that after Thanksgiving, we, we need to talk to Paris? Yeah, we need to talk to Paris and Calvin, I would say. See if we can get Back to Paris. All right. And what, what else? What are our next? So talk to Paris. What else, are we, what else do we need to find out? Well, a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah that's kind of an open-ended question there. I mean. I... Let's just, okay, let's just boil it down. What are three things we need to do immediately? Obviously, solve the whole mystery is the end goal, but what are three actionable things? Where do we see ourselves in five years? <laughs> so talk, yeah, talk to Paris, figure out why Calvin's involved. Um, and why wasn't Calvin killed? Maybe we could talk to Tedward again? Uh, I, 
I can talk to him. He came to visit me in prison. I feel like he can. Yeah. I, I feel like there may be something there. I don't know. I think it might help to do a little more research because. And this, I don't know if this has any bearing, but it just occurred to me. What if Calvin's a scapegoat? Like a ritual, symbolic scapegoat. Because we found him dazed alone in the wilderness. So what do you mean? Like he's a distraction? Like he's a red herring? No, no, like, uh, like, and granted this is a lot more Hebrew than Roman, but I'm sure traditions and symbols are broad, but like they would send, whenever they would have a sacrifice, they would also send another lamb into the wilderness to escape. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And also, like, um, it doesn't matter if it's Hebrew, because, like, the whole thing within this club is, like, it's it's the rituals and everything else that we talk about is across various religions, societies, sects, all kinds of things. So maybe there's something there. Yeah. We can look into that, too. So what I'm hearing is a plan after Thanksgiving. Someone needs to talk to Paris Borntrager. Someone needs to talk to Ted Donahue. Someone needs to research the Mithraic mysteries. And would anyone... Was is because uh, I mean I'm I'm thinking you know there are four of you there are three items if we thought of a fourth there could be you know one for each of you or you could do all of these things together what are we thinking how how would you feel about giving us a suggestion on what you think could be a profitable path mm, I don't know because <laughs> there's something in my head I. You know, I kind of like to think of this as a as a party, and there's something in my head about not splitting a party. I, you know. Oh, you're saying we should have a party and have all of them yeah, over yeah. here, and yes, um, at the same time. Yeah, and we'll call it Project X, and we'll have them all over at the same time, and we'll <laughs> hang out and get to know each other and find out information. I'm not saying that we can do it. We can split the party. We can do whatever. We can split it up. Yeah, we can split up. No, I mean you can you can do all those things together for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We can so. we can do them all together. I just feel like some of the one on one meetings feel like it would be easier to glean information than like four people showing up so clearly trying to what's, like find information. Then what's the fourth thing? What is it? Well, that's thing? what I was saying is what if it the was suggested thing? to us by our wise, wise elder who I'm sure has information we don't have? I think someone needs to arrange a meeting with the board of trustees. Oh, Ooh, yeah, there it is. Thank you, wisdom. All right, then um, if we have four different tasks, we can each go and do something. I feel like the board of trustees would be more of William's thing. So one of Yeah, you don't want me in a board yeah. meeting. I can do the board of trustees. Norman, do you want to talk to Ted? I was going to say I could do the, I was already researching the cult stuff. I could look more into that. I was going to say Reggie could do that, but you can do that too. 
I can talk. I, mean, I can talk to either Paris or Ted. I don't really mind. I think it might be easier to. I don't know. Not like, like get some girl time. You know what I'm saying, Marcy? Sure, Reggie. Well, I don't. <laughs> there's less. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, us, you get, us, us gals can hang out. Cause, no, yeah, you sure. get. I'm. I'm making a point about how she might let her guard down a little more around a woman than a man. Okay. Yeah. So then w- Reggie talks to Ted. Sounds horrible, but it'll be interesting. I mean, if you want, we can switch. I can talk to Ted. I'm I just don't think Ted likes me. That's fine. I'll talk to Ted. Yeah, Norman's the most likable person ever. You're such a sweetheart, Norman. I, I could kiss <laughs> your forehead every night. Tuck you in. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll talk to Paris. We'll have a we'll have a girls' night out and we'll go and get I'll talk to Paris if you want. No, no, I'll talk to Paris. We'll go have a girls' night out, we'll get margaritas, we'll go to a male yeah, strip club, a- we'll you know, we'll do the whole nine yards. We'll go shopping there's together. Also, okay. We'll 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 the responsibility. Yeah, of- I a student yeah. will do all these things with my professor. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm just a- saying it's better it's better Marcy than any of us horny toads trying to talk to Paris. I know, I'm just giving you a hard I mean, time. I would I would love to have some of I bet you guys. would. Yeah, this is Wow 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 boing There boing, is just wow, the hugest wow. throat clearing uh at the uh on the professor end of the table. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, oh, yes. Um <laughs> So the official name of our group is the MILF Hunters, yeah? Yes. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. why don't we go ahead and uh, everyone just dig in. Um, oh, yeah, we were eating. Have a good, uh, we're, let's get started on dessert. Have a good, uh, have a good Thanksgiving break, everyone. <laughs>